everyone, this is Jody Vesley here again with the Heartway Pastor and Missionary Caregiver Podcast. This season we've <clears throat> dealt with a few different things. Uh, the title of the season, the theme for the season is The Need for Care. And in this season we're discussing different topics that point to our need for care. In Heartway we seek to provide care that, that can help you to have a more uh, fruitful life, uh, whether that be internally or just experiencing life more enjoyably. Today, the topic is a little bit more uh, sensitive in some ways than uh, maybe some other episodes. So uh, not that there's anything bad in this uh, podcast, but, uh, you know, some of the topics might be sensitive. And so uh, some of the words, phrases uh, might be sensitive. So you may not uh, want to listen to this particular podcast uh, with young ears around if you're not uh, <laughs> wanting to have specific conversations uh, at this time with your kid I, I would recommend maybe just listening to this one um, with your spouse or just uh, by yourself um, so the, the the title of the episode today it's uh, it's pretty funny um, it's I've seen a boob now what <laughs> Uh, recently, I was at a seminar for missionary training. At the seminar, there were a few sessions on sex. And then they opened up the floor for questions, and I took charge with some very pressing and real questions. One was about guys who are constantly told they are visual creatures and they should limit what they see. Uh, the problem with this is you don't have to go looking at things you shouldn't be looking at. They... Uh, they come right to you on every major social media platform. Not only is there stuff you shouldn't be looking at, but there's actually uh, nudity and many times straight up porn. So the question I was posed about social media, the question that I posed was about social media use. Most things about social media I don't like. Uh, I like social media because it's an easy way to contact people and stay in touch with more people who don't live nearby. I do use it for our ministries, our online ministry to Russians and with Heartway. And so uh, for, there's a lot of promotion done online uh, for these ministries. I mean, currently, right now, I'm recording a podcast that I'll post on my uh, main podcasting host site, uh, rss.com, which will then spread across all major podcasting platforms. Additionally, I'll post the uh, an, uh, an advertisement or just share my podcast uh, on Facebook and Instagram. And we do get listens um, because of our presence on social media. However, the very first time that I downloaded and signed up for Instagram and TikTok, I was bombarded with all kinds of images I didn't want to uh, see as soon as I opened up the app. So my question uh, that I posed um, in this in this missionary training was after after the after the session um, was how do you guys go about dealing with these images in the midst of social media and internet usage? 
yes, there are protections you can put in place, but the reality is at some point you will see a boob. So now what? <laughs> this is a serious topic. Um, you know, this, like I said, the, the title is kind of a joke uh, from a friend of mine who said during the training we should have a session about this uh, very topic. And I'm not going to go into the answers that were shared. Most are about protections you can put into place online or uh, externally and, and settings that would limit the potential and frequency of seeing something you didn't want to see. Not long after this, I had an in-depth conversation with a guy about dress code for girls versus boys. Most every time the girls have more strict and exhaustive dress codes than boys, the first time that my daughter or us ever felt awkward about her uh, and, and when what she was wearing was actually when she was going to a church camp. Suddenly we realized that she didn't have clothes that met the strict and exhaustive criteria for girls. So uh, we asked someone about it who was familiar with the camp as we were preparing to go, uh, to let her go, and they said that her clothing shouldn't be a problem, uh, but it did not technically fit the criteria of the dress code. Uh, however, you know, if it, we decided to go ahead and get her some cheap clearance clothing uh, to get her through the camp that fits the criteria, because if, you know, if, if something happened, that would be really... Uh, traumatic for our 12 year old daughter if she was called out with her with her by her clothing by some other adult there or something so my question was about what men see on social media the dress code was about what boys or see or don't see at camp what does this all mean it means that we need to change the way we perceive and think about the body I should be able to come across a uh, boob on social media and keep scrolling without dwelling and looking for other the other boob uh, or more boobs uh, some guys if they saw a boob while scrolling would immediately tell their wife i'm sorry i saw a boob today even if they didn't go looking for the boob or dwell on the boob which is what they would say um <clears throat> where we fail as christians is with the false presupposition that we base so much of our uh, so much on that since men are visual uh, it means that we should they should avoid women who are not dressed in a in a way that hides their body and or that women should not dress in a way that reveals their body so guy guys listening uh, I want you to take a moment and, and try your very, very, very hardest to try <laughs> and look at this from a woman's perspective. Uh, for them, what they wear is a lose-lose situation. Uh, if they dress with too much revealed, they're considered to be loose or sinful or skink or tempters, etc. If they dress with too much covered, they're considered to be culturally awkward, out of style, strange, etc. And by putting much stricter dress codes on girls, we are making them feel guilty about their body at a young age age, which is something that continues with them for years. Like I said, we didn't have this stuff come up until very recently when we entered a situation with a very strict dress code for girls. Um, so the main idea that men are visual, uh, we take this idea and we run away with it and make excuses for men uh, uh, with this with this idea, and we try to control and judge women, women with this idea. The idea that men are visual creatures and the things we teach that are based on that presupposition, such as um, women aren't as visual of creatures and men need to be gratified by their wives looking a certain way around them and not around others to appeal to this false presupposition are culturally and not biblically based. You can't prove 
um, all that all men or even the majority of men are more visual creatures than all women or the majority of women from the Bible. You can prove the men are attracted to the female body as God designed them to be, but you can't prove that men are more visually sexually stimulated than women. In fact, there was a paper published in 2019 in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences entitled Neural Substrates of Sexual Arousal Are Not Sex-Dependent. This research studied the brain to reveal that the neuronal response to visual sexual stimuli is independent of biological sex. So in this case, um, they didn't see a difference between men and women in their response uh, in their brain to sexual stimuli. Nothing, nothing significantly different based on uh, biological sex. Um, Dr. Meredith Chivers um, or Chivers conducted a study in 2007 that revealed the same thing, that men are not more visually sexually stimulated than women. It goes against what we have been told and observed through uh, our culturally colored eyes for so long. Uh, So this being said, again, we must change our view of the body, which is going to take time and the undoing of more than a lifetime of cultural influences that the body, and especially the woman's body, is a sexual object um, that's been put into our mind in America for so long. Uh, So where do we start? Uh, So we must understand that both Adam and Eve were made in the image of God, uh, and God loves them and and, and made their bodies to look a certain way. Uh, We must understand that the body, although partially meant to be pleasurable to your partner, is first and foremost the temple for the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's it's a shell for the for the Holy Spirit. Again, I'm not saying bodies aren't meant to be enjoyed by the marriage partner. I'm saying that just because bodies are enjoyed by the by marriage partners doesn't mean that the partner is a sexual object. Um, so we have this you know question of so is it okay for a woman to tell her husband she doesn't feel up to having sex one day or maybe even multiple days? And what if she's fasting? Um, what are, we are first called to love others and especially our spouses. How can doing something that someone that they have asked you not to do be loving? So it is okay uh, for either husband or wife to tell the other one they don't feel up to sex and have a discussion about that and and come to some terms or of understanding and agreement. Um, not that it's an ongoing thing necessarily, but just that they come to some regular uh, agreement uh, what works for them. It's important for... Uh, it's important to discuss what we mean by the need for sex. Is it the need to orgasm or the need to be with someone sexually? Sometimes the partner may not be feeling up to intercourse but can still help the partner reach orgasm. That's okay. But the couple needs to have these open discussions with each other so that they both feel they are heard and are content uh, with the decided upon frequency and type of sex. Uh, Back to the idea of the perception of the body. We must not look at the bodies of others than our spouse for sexual gratification. They are not sexual objects. They are people that God loves and that you should show Christian love towards. They should be viewed as such and not as objects we can use for sexual gratification. This means you should be able to go to a place like a beach or swimming pool and be able to enjoy your time there with your family or whatever you're doing there without dwelling on other people's bodies. Some may say this isn't possible, but it is possible. 
Um, it's done in a lot of places in the world. You can't always choose what you see, but you can slowly change how you perceive what you see, and you can always choose on where your mind goes after you see what you uh, what you do. Um, meaning, if you're choosing to dwell on it or not. Um, and so, back to our original title. I've seen a boob. Now what? Don't dwell on the boob. If anyone listening has spent a significant amount of time in another country, depending on the country, you may see a lot more revealed bodies than you would ever see in public in America. Initially, you can't help but see it um, coming from the American context. But over time, you don't think as much of it. Uh, The body is more covered and is over-sexualized in America. Don't let it be an excuse uh, for you to keep falling and letting your mind go where it shouldn't. If this is something you struggle with or have struggled with, welcome, welcome to the <laughs> to the group. Welcome to the rest of the world. Guess what? Uh, I, I have yet to talk in depth with someone who has never felt uh, who has never felt they struggled with this. So you aren't alone. But you don't have to let your addiction to porn or impure fantasies keep hindering your relationship with God and your spouse. Uh, there is help. Uh, along with counseling, accountability through small support networks in your church or among Christians has proven helpful. For one who is married, the accountability and support starts with the spouse. Uh, for the spouse listening, whose spouse comes to them with a confession of lusting of others, it may take a while, but there should be forgiveness. And keep in mind that a good spouse doesn't mean being a cop. Mercy and grace need to be extended to all who have any struggles, including these struggles of lusting in the heart and mind. And for those listening, uh, just because you aren't looking at anything doesn't mean your mind still isn't where it should be. You, you don't have to be looking to be struggling, right? Uh, for women who have husbands, don't further guilt the husband uh, when going to a beach if his eyes wander, but instead be open and frank enough with each other to have the discussions of what is around you. That these people are also creations of God, and God made them with the body that they have in most situations, right? And humanize them, and don't judge those around uh, you guys by discussing uh, things like they also have hangups, right? And hurts, just like us. And things that they are good at and not as good at, just like everyone else. Uh, So, again, we're looking at people as humans, despite what they're wearing, um, right? And and as, as... as creations of God, right? And there needs to be open discussions between the spouse that one of them isn't the enemy, but that they are a team together fighting the enemy. Uh, and that's that's super important to get that and to, and to believe that and be on the same page. At Heartway, we are judgment-free, and we won't change our friendship with you uh, based off your struggles because we ourselves have struggles and know that Everyone has struggles and that we are all together a work in progress, (laughs) Uh, right? No matter where we are at in our spiritual walks, we're all a work in progress trying to grow closer to God. So until next time, this has been the Heartway podcast where we seek to help with issues at the source.